With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, good morning. This is Getting Up with Gareth Hall on this Monday, the 13th of February. We are live from Warwick Farm at the Inglis Complex here at Riverside. It's great to be with you. It's a big good morning to you listening on your local SEN track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on uh, the SEN app. It was a wonderful weekend of racing. Cadolphin is expected. Flex there. Muscle with Animo dominant to take out the feature event, the Apollo Stakes at Ramwick. And what about the filly in secret? Hadn't she come back bigger and better with the dominant victory there in the light fingers? And in Melbourne, there was a little bit of controversy. He's tough. He's brave, gentlemen, Roy. But unfortunately, he might have been first past the post. But he did lose that race in the stewards room with Jackano in the end. Rewarded that group one in the CFL stake. Some terrific performances outside of those feature races. Some juveniles stood up and were counted for as we get set for the Blue Diamond in a couple of weeks. And, of course, the Golden Slipper in about four weeks' time. It's a big show, as always, on Giddy Up on SEN Track on this Monday morning. And it's time now to get stuck into the weekend review. On Giddy Up, the weekend review with Dean Watley, Julian Valance and Jack Dickens. Hinge leads down to the 250. Animo's honing in quickly. It's Hinge being tackled by Animo. And it's time for the crow. Away goes Animo now from Hinge. They're followed then by Mawunga. Fangirl rattling home, but Animo launches his autumn assault in great style, beating Hinge and Fangirl rattling home. Well, he dominated the spring, Animo, and it looks like he might just dominate the summer slash autumn. In Sydney, he was dominant to take out the Apollo Stakes. Let's welcome in the team. Joining me live at the Riverside Complex here at Warwick Farm in Sydney, Dean Watling, the Barry attendant. Hello to you. Morning, fellas. Dicko, Jules, Gareth. Hello to you, Jack Dickens. Good morning, Jay. Big bounce back from you. Surprised how sprightly you are this morning. I'm just, just proud of you. <laughs> Since we've been in Sydney, this man who's been um, dominating on social media everywhere he goes. His name is Jules Valance and he joins us now. G'day, Jules. G'day, boys. How are we? Well, good, thank you. What did you make of Animo? Um, he was very good. Uh, I just worry about the ones behind him. Um, we spoke about this sort of a couple of weeks ago and even probably in the spring with this horse. He just becomes a different beast and so hard to beat when you can ride him with intent and you have him sort of in that first three or four. And I thought James was really aggressive in that first sort of 150 metres. He just wanted to make sure he held a position. Um, he did. Um, I thought Hinged went really well. I think there's a race in Hinged. I, I've got a massive opinion of her. I just don't know where they go with her. But, yeah, Animo's going to keep winning if he keeps running against those kinds of horses who are going to give him a head start because we know he's such a line chaser that he's pretty hard to get past. We've got plenty to discuss. We've got the means tested a little later on here on Giddy Up. Wayne Hawks, Johnny O'Neill will be joining me. Um, and a big middle hour as well as we catch up with uh, James Price, of course, the Victorian Bloodstock Manager of English, will be joining me just after 9.30. We'll talk about some New Zealand racing because they had some terrific racing over the weekend. But for the weekend review, we need to work out what we learnt from the weekend. There was plenty, I would imagine, that we could have taken away from the weekend's racing. We'll start off with you here, Dino. 
Yeah, I learned a bit. Um, I think there's two things I want to arrow in. And um, firstly, Jerome Hunter is the best first up trainer in the land. He strikes at 30.8% first up for the last 365 days. I think he's had 16 winners in his last 20 odd runners, um, and Rich Fortune was a phenomenal winner. I think the second thing we learned is how important it is to understand rail positions in tracks, especially in Sydney. We had Ranwick, the rail true, which we echoed um, throughout the week that you've got to be sort of off midfield you want to be off rails coming in the middle of the track those high pressure races you can really run on and if you follow that pattern throughout the day i think you're much more profitable um late so i think it's understanding tracks rail positions getting a good database under that um and then working your bets around there jules valance what did you learn from the weekend yeah there's a bit there but one i really uh found from a market positioning was really interesting to me we've always pegged this horse as a great horse now he doesn't win on saturday but 3.30 into $2.35 for Uncommon James. The market, and when I speak of the market, and probably that's what we're trying to tell the punters here, I'm not saying from a hole, the big, big dogs, they've got this horse as a legitimate group one horse. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't learn anything on the weekend. as I, I'm more questioning what happened, Jules, with the market with I'm Thunderstruck versus Jacono. To, to my way of thinking and reading markets and races... The money was going to come for Jacano, the fresh young horse, ideal trip, race fit. I just thought it ticked every box other than the, they had an inside draw, which was an, an inferior place to be by then on Saturday. I was just staggered by the move for I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, so, was I, so was I, mate. So was I, I laid him all the way down. So um, uh, got real lucky there. I got it wrong, but got really lucky. Yeah, 460 sort into 310. Thunderstruck, um, Jack and O conversely, 340 out to $4. No doubt you're right. Lanes one and two, so if you're going through this meeting, we're a penalty. But the jockeys rode for that anyway. They sort of just avoided lanes one and two throughout the day with the rail out 10 metres. So I thought that was important. But, yeah, you're right. And and it was the big, big dogs in particular that wanted Thunderstruck. And so um, my belief is that this was in the waters anyway Saturday morning before. Now, unless they had... They, well, they probably did have track intel of that lanes one and two were off, but Thunderstruck was always going to start favourite probably from about 7.30, 8 o'clock a.m. was the advice mm. I was given, which wasn't great advice when you're already wanting mm. to be top price it and you're happy to, you know, go down with the ship. So, yeah, interesting, Jack uh, Dicko. I, um, I agree with you. I, I was surprised, but it goes to show that they wanted to be with that solid weight for age form and... Thought Jack and I may not have done it against the older horses. Well, he's probably ticked that box now, hasn't he? Just on the all stakes, of course, gentlemen Roy first passed the post. You were with that galloper on the weekend, Dino, and you lose that race in the stewards room. Before we get the the team's opinion on the protest, let's hear from Michael Kent Jr., who had this to say about um, Jack and I winning the all stakes in the stewards room. Uh, it's a very close call. Uh, it's a matter of opinion. Uh, Damien thinks it definitely cost us. Yep. You know, it was a fairly severe bump, and it turned the horse sideways, skewed him, took him off his course. He's a momentum horse, so I think it definitely cost us. So my opinion, it was a no-brainer in the end. I'd love to own a horse that's not a momentum horse. Well, so you think it should have been dismissed? I think all horses are momentum horses. I, I don't know. I, I think stewards' decisions is the biggest coin flip of all time in racing. 
Like, Anime should have won a Cox Plate, in my opinion. But you sound like you won a Cox Plate. I don't question. know. The, my my answer is I don't really know. Okay. Like, I think it was the right call for sure. I think it probably would have been a bit more interesting if Nugget wasn't on the outside and they both bumped and sort of shifted wider. I think it made it a little bit worse that sort of Jack and Go got sandwiched between them. But the margin. Which is why it's so great because, like, it's not, it's not Gentleman Roy's fault that Nugget was there. Exactly, but it is Gentleman Roy's fault yeah. that he sort of shifted out. So I think the margin, um, the horse had momentum. He's got to turn it forward. I think you've got to factor all that into it. I think it was a, a pub test. It was the right call, but I guess it's not a pub test to decide it. So Jules? Well, we always speak through our pockets, so I back Jack and I. So, but I was of the opinion, <laughs> watching the race, that it would be dismissed. Um, okay. So I was a little bit surprised that it got overturned. Whether that's the right decision or the wrong decision, I'm not going to be here to... You know, try yeah, and justify it one way or the other because uh, whenever you think you are going to get a steward's decision right in this, you quickly are brought back to earth and and, and you don't. So um, I don't know. You know, if we, we could, could have bet these on stewards. Yeah. I would just basically bet against my own opinion because I'm often. Well, it shouldn't I think be it should that be difficult. Dismissed, it'll be upheld. I can't be upheld. to be dismissed. It like. shouldn't be that difficult. It should be black and white. Did that interference? Stop that other horse from winning. It's as simple as that. So surely you guys have an opinion. Like, did Dacano, did that interference that he caught from Gentleman Roy stop that horse from winning? Possibly, but um, I don't know for sure. What I will say is, I thought whether he intended it to and whether he couldn't or not, I just thought it was extremely smart from Damien Lane to not go back to the stick when he got the bump and just went hands and heels. So... Um, it's just a little thing that I noticed, and whether he might not have been able to because he had a nugget to the outside, so he couldn't actually go to the stick, and he probably wasn't going to anyway. But that's just another little thing that maybe the stewards had in the back of their mind that he couldn't ride out the horse as good as he wanted to. Um, he's very good at his craft, Damien Lane. I'm not saying he, he did it deliberately, but I thought that was nice little nuance from him. We're doing this for Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly, one 858 um, Jules, can Gentleman Roy lead all of the way in an all-star mile if he can sneak into the top 10? Or he's, he's probably a great chance to get a wild card if he, if he doesn't get voted in. This was his chance on Saturday. He had that fitness okay. edge. He came out of a really fast-run race when he was first up, which I think he was probably really wound up for. And now you've got to think, okay, so I'm meeting the same horses and I get the same sort of setup, but I've got Thunderstruck, who's going to be probably two runs under the belt. I've got other horses that are going to be two runs under the belt. I may not get it as easy out in front. It becomes a whole different ball game. So um, sometimes horses get one opportunity. We spoke about Pinstriped, you know, in the Australian Guineas last year. Uh, when he was a three-year-old, he probably should have won that race. It doesn't work out for him, and now he, he can't win a race. It's uh, I, Sometimes you just get one opportunity, Eminem. Yeah, I think... Saturday was the PR day for Gentleman Roy and Nugget. I think out of that race, you need to lean heavily to I'm Thunderstruck and Mr. Brightside at the 1,600-metre weight for age races. Just quickly, Adamo, um, he was too good, of course, in the Apollo Stakes. Can anyone defeat him in these big weight for age middle distance races this this campaign? Yeah, they can, but he needs to miss the kick. He needs to draw like an inside barrier yeah. when, when that's a really big disadvantage. He's got tactical speed, and he got away with murder tempo-wise, and his last 600 metres was just that of what he is. He's the yeah. king. 0499736736 to join our conversation. We'll get to your questions. Best text message can win, I reckon, a nice little vest from the mailbag bloodstock. Um, a barrier-tended black-and-white T-shirt looks well, and a fox catcher Intel hat. Those can be our prizes. Um, 
over get the on, next get hour text, or so. Get involved. 0499736736. And we'll go through those text messages as the morning goes on. We'll take a break on the other side of it. We'll go through our Please Explains on this Monday morning. This is the Weekend Review. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And we're at Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer for Giddy Up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more on Giddy Up for the Weekend Review.